Welcome to Beyond the Summit. This is Scalability's series of podcasts where we have some really interesting chats to some really interesting Northwest business leaders. If you want to hear more in the series, hit subscribe. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we do, visit us at scale-ability.co.uk. Welcome to season two of Beyond the Summit Scalability's podcast with me, your host, Ruth Wilkinson. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hi, and welcome to part two of our podcast with Tanya Ellsworth of TP Financial Solutions. The approach of TP Financial, I think it's probably a good time for us to just discuss that because people listening to this might never have heard of TP Financial. They don't necessarily understand all the things that you do, but I think more importantly is to understand the way in which you do them. You've come to in, into the business arena, if you will, with Annabelle, working together, um, but you've also come to dispel some myths as part of that business approach, haven't you, as part of that professional approach. Give us that potted background, reputation, myth, whatever you want to call it, about what financial services is and why you set out so very intentionally to do it so differently and what that difference is. Yeah, and I think I can only speak from personal experience and, and, you know, people have told us within the industry what they have felt and, and experienced. But from personal experience, I, I left a job uh, within the civil service to join a financial services practice. Um, and the whole time I felt like I had to be somebody else. I had to be a caricature of a financial advisor to be able to succeed or a caricature of somebody who worked in this industry. So from the way you dress to the way you speak to the, the jargon that you use, because that's what you're told will get your clients. Um, you know, they the go into conferences and if you're not in a pantsuit, you'll get looked down on or you'll arrive somewhere and somebody will say Meta's a brilliant you know not knowing who you are within a business or whose secretary are you sweetheart you know <laughs> that that oh, kind of thing yeah and that doesn't sit well with me you know I'm a very I think I I know who I am I'm, and I behave um as myself, whoever I'm speaking to, you know, whether it be a cleaner in an office, we used to work with judges in the civil service, whoever it is, I am who I am with those people. You know, that doesn't change. You meet, you meet people, don't you? And, and they're very different in different circumstances, and that has never been me. And I think when I joined the financial services industry, working for somebody else, I felt like I had to be somebody I had to dress in a certain way and I had to speak in a certain way and I and I had to you know use these these different techniques of what will get you a client and, and x y and z so and it's, it's also it's a very different difficult environment from our experience being women with children you know things like can we leave early? Can we do this for the kids? Da, 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 da. There was almost no flexibility. Of, it was kind of this corporate environment of unless you work in 80 hours a week, you're not going to succeed in this environment and, and all that nonsense, really. So it got to the point where we said we wanted to set up on our own. And we 
Annabelle and I have kind of held the memories of how crap that felt pretending to be somebody else. And when we set up PP Financial Solutions, it was with all that in mind of that is not what we want to be. Every day that we work and every client that we sit in front of, we want to be our genuine selves. So whether that be as a woman, as a gay woman, you know, as a, for me, a woman that doesn't like wearing a pantsuit, who likes wearing jeans and a, you know, a, a lumberjack shirt or whatever that is, that that's who we can be as people in our working life yeah. in financial services. And it's not about, oh, how do we get a sale and what jargon do we use to get that sale? It's just about helping people. And it, it might sound obvious or twee to people who are listening to that, but actually it, it, it does, to start with, feel a bit off because you think, well, that other model works, you know, because then people we've worked for and then people we know in the industry, they're well off. They've got successful businesses. So us doing it this way, are we not going to be as well off or is it going to be harder? Um but yeah, that, that's what it, hopefully that's answered your question. That, that's what it was all about, being able to be yourself. And just because your job role is financial advisor doesn't mean you then suddenly have to start behaving like a middle-aged man in a blue suit. Yeah. But then what do you think that does from a client-based point of view as well? Because you've, like, you know, you've mentioned a little bit of it there, but do you think that that has got advantages and disadvantages so do people take you as seriously or do you get to work with people that you actually want to work with because they are your kind of people you know breaking yeah. those barriers down you know oh i can't afford financial advice because this guy's just turned up or a woman that's just turned up in a a porsche with a briefcase and suit and the watch that you know was probably cost about 20 grand which which, which i'll say if you don't want to is probably the perception that most financial advisors and some people got. like that some people like that Ruth some people mm. go oh well if they're doing well I'm going to do well yeah and it, it's understanding that actually if you're going to be different then and we do this people might say oh there's 25 different financial advisors in your area you've got a lot of competition well no we haven't we haven't got any competition because you look at it on a person-to-person basis somebody who wants to work with Annabelle and I doesn't want to work with the Porsche driving Rolex wearing mm-hmm. briefcase holders. So almost our clients self-select. And what that's led to is where we've worked in the past, you know, your mobile rings and you see a certain number and you're like, oh, God, not them, you know, not them. You know, it's going to be a painful, you know, they're going to be winging, you know, it's going to be hard work. Whereas we're in a position now where we never have that. You know, I never look at my phone and go, Christ, I don't want to speak to them. It's always like, oh, great. I want to catch up. How are you doing? How are the family? You know, it's that. Yeah. And and the feedback we get from people is, oh, we looked at your website and we rang you because you look different. You look like normal people. It wasn't bold embossed and navy blue and you're not stood in front of a compass, which I've, I've never used a compass once in my life. <laughs> my profession but if you look at financial advice websites they're always stood in front of a graph or a it's something to do with navigation i think that in it but yeah yeah well, it's right, nonsense yeah. isn't it yeah. and so, so the short answer to your question is we end up working with the right people and yeah. you know the, the downside of that is we ostracize is the wrong word but we ostracize ourselves from certain people but to us that's not a bad thing you yeah. know that there's a better fit of financial advisor for them 
and yeah. they should go and use that person rather than using us. So that leads me on to another point that I think think is really important about um, the availability or perceived availability for some groups within you know our population or even them accessing financial services so i I know that we've talked before about you know how uh, people that might be that, that women for example that may be getting divorced or whatever and just have never had those conversations i'm not saying that's all it may be men as well but you know have never accessed it and don't know what they've got what they haven't got who's got what where it is all that kind of thing um, there has been issues in the past where same-sex couples didn't feel as welcomed into doing financial planning as they perhaps should have been or should have at least felt that they were. So more about market now and some of the things that, that you know go on within the market. What's your view on that? Is it changing? Is it getting better? Yeah, it's definitely changing. I think I think so we talk we talk about diversity and everybody's different and people probably think, you know, well, I'm a woman, I'm a gay woman, so that they're my diversity. But I think within this industry you see a lot of people who come from middle class wealthy backgrounds then go on to be financial advisors. And I don't fit that mold. I definitely come from a a working class background, um, where we had plenty, but you know, we were we were lower class. So there's a there's a different viewpoint there where actually I can look and go, my family growing up would probably see these glass fronted posh offices and go, well, whatever they're opposite offering isn't for me. And that's all <laughs> a lot of the case across financial services is well, you have minimums. They use terms like wealth um yeah. rather than financing. And just from my point of view as somebody who was in the financial services industry, I never felt uncomfortable, but I definitely always looked at it and gone, God, you know, a lot of people would look at this and go, this isn't for me. I feel uncomfortable. It's almost like that thing of going to the dentist, you know, there's a smell and a sound and a look. And and you don't... I definitely know that feeling. (laughs) But but all financial planning is, is a a conversation and, and, and... help from any a professional like any other professional like an accountant or uh or yourself it is but you're right but there is a bit about you know i've got to go in here and i've got to i've got to fess up for some stuff yeah you know there is there definitely is there is the oh look you know i didn't pay all my bills when i was younger or you know actually i don't really understand where this or that is and that for a lot of people can feel a bit shaming actually potentially um yeah. And and may feel slightly judged, or, or there might be a perception that they could be judged. Yeah, it's really interesting you've picked up on that, because when we set up, we had this idea of, oh, the type of client will attract, there'll be um, women or want to speak to us, um, or, you know, there are all different client avatars that we assumed, oh, these will want to speak to us because we look like them, we sound like them, we're similar to them, whatever it might be. One of the biggest areas our, our firm is built on is working professional males who are over 50, well off, done really well professionally. And when we ask them, oh, what, you know, why did you use TP Financial Solutions? Why didn't you go? A lot of the time they say, well, I've got two, three mates who are financial advisors. But I know that if I admit I don't know what I'm doing with my pension, they'll take the piss out of me or I'll feel stupid 
and I don't yeah. want to admit to them. So with that values piece, there's also having genuine, genuinely no judgment of, look, my job is financial advice. Your job is an accountant. I don't do my own tax return because that's your expertise. You should let me do your pension because that's my expertise and just genuinely no judgment around it mm. and that you don't understand it. Why would you understand pension? Because that's not what you've done your exams in. That's not what you've done your Absolutely. training Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and also not having that smoke and mirrors that a lot of, we've seen a lot in the industry of trying to make it seem harder or more complicated than it is. Yeah. The key, the key to us doing business with anybody is before we do anything, they fully understand why we're doing it, what we're doing, how much it's going to cost. Whereas there, there's been these sales techniques of, well, if you make it seem really hard, they're going to want you to do it because you'll think they'll never be able to do it themselves. Just crap. It's just a crap way of doing business, isn't it? Mm, and and mm. how do you sleep at night that that's how you've signed people onto your book? Fear. Than, yeah. Rather, yeah, through fear rather yeah. than through genuinely helping. So, yeah, yeah that no judgment is so key with professional services. So, whether you're a same sex couple, um, you know, transgender, what, whatever it might be that makes you different you need to be able to go somewhere where you're not going to be sat in front of somebody who's going, oh, I'm not, what the bloody hell is this? Or, yeah. or judging you for it. Um, and, and I think that's where we've thrived, really. We've yeah. got this reputation now that go and see them because they'll just look after you. <laughs> yeah. You've got a busy life. You've got a busy personal life. You've got a busy community-involved life. You support a lot of community stuff. You do a lot kind of volunteering and community stuff. How are you? How do you stay motivated? Happy. I mean, that sounds mad, doesn't it? Like, I'm just happy. I, we we pretty much enjoy everything that we do. There's, there's parts of our job that are very different, difficult, very technical, and it can be quite um, admin heavy. You know, paperwork heavy. But everything we do, we do it because we enjoy it, and that that ties back to what we said before. We're not just going to something because we think it'll get us business or or whatever it might be. We do it because we enjoy it. And that busy thing's funny, isn't it? I I almost have an aversion to the word busy because people hide behind it a lot. Oh, I'm so busy. Can you do? Or I'm too busy. Or I've been busy. And it's like, well, ultimately, you're making these choices, and we're all busy, you know, we're, we're all busy, but in a good way, you know, the, yeah. the, some of the networking that we do is social as well, so it doesn't feel like working. We very rarely work weekends. Um, in fact, I can't remember the last time, I, I, you know, and it's just, I always think, you know, like I said, I'm 36, coming up 37. If you can't be busy now and active, it's only got to get harder. <laughs> you, know, you, you already, I play football on a Friday lunchtime and I already wake up on a Saturday thinking, oh my God. I feel like <laughs> so if we, if we can't be busy now, um, and I, I, I think busy is a perception, isn't it? That you, we're not busy at all. Um, I think, I, I, I don't, I think, I think when you, when you've got a lot to do, but it's all stuff you love doing, you never consider yourself busy. It's when it's when you've got a lot to do, none of which you want to do, all yeah. of which has to be done, then the word busy arrives, I think. 
yeah yeah and then people people do don't they people it's almost like the battle of the busiest i'm busy i'm busy <laughs> yeah 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 it's, just, it's, yeah. It, it's boring yeah. it, it, you know we've got an active life it's great we have plenty of time to switch off and i think the key to it is don't be a busy soul if, mm. if you haven't got any time then look at your processes look at what you're doing because the chances are you, you you're doing stuff wrong you've got very strong links with Morecambe Football Club. <laughs> right, you've got very strong links um, with some other community groups, which which if we get time, we'll squeeze in. But talk to me about the love of Morecambe Football Club because, you, you, I mean, it's not just a bit of a passing relationship. You are getting on coaches at stupid o'clock in the morning or you're getting in the car and driving six hours to go to an away match. Um, I think, apparently, I think, you know, what's that about? I think, I think we found our place in our community so you know as well as I do that this is Morecambe's a fantastic community Morecambe and Lancaster it's full of wonderful people doing wonderful things and actually we've not been fans of Morecambe Football Club for that long you know we, we sit on the buses with people who've been fans for 40 years but when we moved to Morecambe we started going down uh, the Mazuma started watching the games and it was so addictive and and part of that is just the people. You know, when when we think about like what we're doing on a Saturday, we want to spend it in our community, with our community. Where our community is, is at the football, you know, three, four thousand people within our community are there. And and as well as the football, it's the off off pitch stuff, you know, the 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 club, you know, it's called a football club, isn't it? And people forget about that club. Mm -hmm. there's people that work there that are fantastic and there's facilities that are there that are fantastic and and it's just become part of our lives much like Morecambe as a whole has Um, and I think it's important for us to be genuine parts of the community I I think a lot of businesses have CSR budgets and and they kind of chuck it at the nearest thing it was never going to be that for us, you know, any any money that we're giving in support or any time that we're giving in support has to match us as a family and our family values and the football club's right up with there doing so that. It's interesting because one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, what does that word community mean to you and does it form part of your strategy in business? Yeah, and I think it's not just... Um, two things it's not just taking from your community it's genuinely giving back and that's not just money that's time that's giving your phone number to people so that they can ring you and ask questions for help it's not just a tertiary oh i live here so i'm going to chuck money at something near here to try and get business out of it um the, the best part of our job is being part of the community you know that i look at my diary and i go right i'll have a chamber breakfast networking and i'll have a, a wheel of morgan meeting that week and i know i'm getting out and meeting and seeing people you know, we're, we're raising our family here and we hope that they stay around here and and it's nice that we can send them off in the half term and go right walk into morgan and get a boba tea and they know everybody from here to boba tea and if anything went wrong they'd pick up a phone and they'd ring us and or if they were doing something they shouldn't be, you'd be on the phone going, I've just been <laughs> your little one chucking rocks at a seagull or what, you know, whatever it might be. And it's almost that old-fashioned notion of 
actually looking out for each other. Yeah, yeah, and um, community being raised. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think I think people try and do that, but they try and do it in bursts and not genuinely. So you can sniff it out. You know, you can sniff out people who are attaching themselves to yes. stuff, or yeah, um, you know, just to share a bit of the glory or a bit of whatever. Um, and people around here, especially out stuff like that so you either do it or you don't in my opinion and, and we set out to do that from day one and hopefully people can see that that's genuine okay right last couple of questions we're coming to the end of things so um who supports you where do you get your personal support from that's a really good question so i think um annabelle obviously is a, is a big support for me um I have a great family, you know, a great wider family who support me. Um, I make a point, me and my mum have a, a lunch every month and, you know, we have a, she's also almost my leveller, you know, you sit down and you just have a chat and and, and it's nice. Um, something I actually do is I've, I've something called supervision with a woman called Alison. It, it's really random. It was something when I was volunteering at the food bank that offered to me just as a try this out and basically it's just an hour every quarter where I sit down and it's a third party who has no interest in my life whatsoever and I just chat shit to her for an hour but I feel better yeah yeah you, you know it's just I know once every three months I'm going to dial into that for an hour I'm going to offload and then yeah. I'm going to go off and have my next three months there's no there's no even strategic planning there's no tips there's no anything it's just this is what's going on and it, <laughs> it, it frees up my brain to then have another three months yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so in terms of personal support yeah that's what it is I, I'm, I'm a I'm a home bird so as long as we have a certain number of hours a week in our house in our front room I'm, I'm level and happy what is um for you i suppose now the biggest challenge that you see in the financial services industry as an industry rather than just for tp what would it be that's a great question i think i think from an industry point of view we'll probably every industry probably talked about ai we've probably talked about robo advice probably talked about things that are online that are automated that you can do yourself but be honest it's not a worry because we can genuinely see the peace of mind that comes to people from speaking to a human so there will be always be people who don't want to pay for a person they want to just go online and do it themselves and that's fine that's great that works for, for some people but there will always be people who are nervous unsure don't understand that need to speak to a person so I think automation is going to be a huge thing. Um, but I think if people are doing the empathy and peace of mind it well, we shouldn't worry about it. Well, that has been our podcast. So I can't thank you enough for doing that, oh, sharing your thoughts. Always nice catching up, Ruth. I know. I think we're just gonna, we might have to do a part three and a part four at some point because we didn't even get to... The community interest companies we didn't get to the wheel of luck stuff we didn't get to the chamber stuff so i think there's an awful lot more for us to to talk about in a future session so if but, you ever want a chat i'm here nice catching up and i'll see you see you soon <laughs>